Ready Check Radio. Good evening, Chad. It is Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for Ready Check Radio's Snowbound Blizzard podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. I've got some friends with me. We're going to talk about uh, getting ready for Shadowlands, since we don't know exactly when it will be here. We thought maybe there's some people like me that are returning after going through the BFA story, or maybe there's some people that are even a little more casual and skip BFA entirely, maybe skip Draenor, maybe skip Legion, maybe haven't been here in a while. And we thought that uh, our panel of experts could help you get caught up on what you should do, assuming you have anywhere from two weeks to 12 weeks-ish, by our estimates, uh, to get ready for Shadowlands. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the new Hearthstone expansion we teased last week, and then we've got some other odds and ends in the world of Blizzard. But first, joining me to talk it through, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, Zista? Hello. How are you doing today? You look like you're in a much more peaceful place today. I Last am. week you were on the verge of being sucked into the maw. Today, yeah, a little now, more peaceful. Now I'm in exile, just reaching out oh. for someone, anyone. <laughs> yes. I tried pretty hard for that one, huh? Yeah, that was it was a, a reach, if you ask me. <laughs> God. We're off to a flying start. <laughs> We're off to a flying start. Sure to exile us both by the end of the show. Yeah. Kristen DeVita, what's up, Kat? How are you? Hi. Great. <laughs> Doing better before this started. Really. <laughs> the last couple of minutes, I, I think I might have like a headache starting mm. over here. <laughs> Chad is urge. threatening the unfollows already. <laughs> <laughs> that took almost no time at all and i guess we should explain so if you're listening to the podcast on spotify thank you welcome head on over to readycheckradio.com so you can follow us everywhere else uh zista and cat use faux backgrounds and their world of warcraft ish otherwise that like whole segment doesn't make any like if you're listening on spotify you're like where is he like Okay, yeah. it's peaceful. Was he doing the podcast from his freaking yard? What's going on? Yeah, it's like I, I bought a comedian CD one time, and they're explaining all of their jokes for the first ten minutes because it's all visual-based puns on an audio CD. It just really did not work very yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dimitri Martin CD, <laughs> flipping the, the whiteboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So let's roll right into it and talk about some World of Warcraft. We've got a little bit of downtime, some things to talk about. So good time for a podcast to spin up, right? When the game's got basically nothing going on uh, yeah. besides a pre-patch. We still don't know when our Scourge invasion is coming. So I figured what we would do today is we'll take this little bit of opportunity, as I mentioned before, to kind of... You two are very, very experienced in the game in a couple different areas. You all have your your individual fortes on what you like to do. But I'm coming back to the game from basically having bought BFA, played through the story, and then really didn't do the raiding uh, throughout the rest of the tier. Just the, the expansion did not capture me that way like some previous expansions now i am enjoying what i'm doing right now which is just you know leveling some druids and some mages my druid hit 41 last night uh so we're almost there to 50 i don't know why i'm doing this because i have like nine level capped characters anyway but just kind of replaying through it all seeing what it's kind of like at a new player's perspective maybe just joining granted you know, a decade and a half of WoW experience certainly gives me a little bit of an edge, I'm sure. Uh, but I figured, you know, if somebody like me that's maybe got a little bit of catch-up to do as far as maybe grabbing certain things before Shadowlands, and some of those that may be even further behind skipped a few expansions, I thought you two guys could offer some really, really good advice. So that's where we're going to cater this beginning section to. Those of you that aren't quite sure what you should be doing right now if you're just coming back or if you're an active player and you just really don't have anything to do maybe we can throw something at you to do so 
What I want to do first is ask the two of you, have you decided on mains for Shadowlands? What are you going to be maining uh, once the expansion starts? So let's start with you, Kat. Demon Hunter. Oh. I really love Demon Hunter. And I went back and forth a little bit between... Well, I had a few different ideas kind of kicking around and I was like, do I want to be a shaman? I've never played a shaman before. Do I want to do this paladin thing? And I did level a ret paladin and I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, but I just keep coming back to my demon hunter. So I'll probably stick with, with that guy. Do you, um, do you DPS? Do you tank? What are you doing on the demon hunter? I primarily tank. I will do some off spec shit DPS from time to time. Because I love... Um, I'm not generally a tank in most MMOs. I'm a caster, but I loved demon hunting, tanking in Legion. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't do so any. In, I didn't do any in BFA. But I absolutely loved it in Legion. Still, so much fun. Um, a little bit less survivable, I guess. Um, a little less beastly in BFA than it was in Legion, mostly because the mechanics and the content targeting has shifted around, and some of the class stuff has changed but still leaping around running everywhere turning into demons exploding with fire trapping things in runes it's hard to love go it. wrong it's hard yeah. to go wrong with that it's list. so much fun zista what I are you it. what are you taking into the expansion well i i played a rogue all the way up until um i want to say i think it was right at the start of legion when they like changed everything like i was i was a rogue for a good 14 years of this game or 13 whatever 12 13 years of this game um and i think the only other max level character i had at the time for alts because i really don't play alts very much was was a mage so choosing between those i had to pick a demon hunter as well um <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh i don't know like i didn't like the rogue after they switched it to like the pirate thing i haven't actually tried playing my rogue again since all the changes here because i really just absolutely hated what they did to it so much that uh i i also i had picked up a demon hunter in legion and uh i've been playing the demon hunter ever since but i'm on the opposite side i play the other spec i play the dps i i think i may have switched into tank spec once in my entire yeah. career of a demon hunter so. and it was I, I just... and it was accidental it no it <laughs> it was it was intentional uh to to be able to tank something that was actually from it was this expansion to tank something from last expansion so now see i have uh, actually demon hunted tanking in a group with zista with yeah. who provided bribes to the healer to keep me between five and fifteen percent as much as possible, so it's just a blast. It's like even if it's you're true. not running mythic, we're gonna make it a mythic. <laughs> we're gonna make it as challenging as we can. And, and he's also not the one pulling mobs. No, Other people oh, are never. Everything. If I'm in a group with this, then I can't wait to do so in Shadowlands again. Uh, as the tank, I never actually get to pull. I get to pick up. I just—that's my job. Yeah. I pick up. Uh, speaking of that, I am gonna run Druid in uh, in tank spec in Guardian cool. spec going into the the expansion. That was my first real tanking experience in an MMO. Was in uh, Wrath of the Lich King, Ice Crown Citadel when yeah. our raid team needed a tank. And so I was like, okay, screw it, fine. I'll roll a tank and, and I'll learn how to do this mess. In Final Fantasy XI prior to that and other MMOs, I, I just tanking didn't really hold in. And I loved it. I loved it. And I loved when it Demon Hunter came time. out. Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, so I'm, I'm re-leveling a Druid again. I have a max level one, so I'm not sure why I keep <laughs> doing this. I'm having fun leveling it, so why not? Yeah, just to get yeah. the experience yeah. of it all right it gets you all back up to speed because now you've played it in the order that you get the abilities so you know if somebody well, I feel like leveling the character new it helps a lot too you know with all, when yep. the class gets changed so much yep so. absolutely so i'll be rolling in with with big fat bear ass uh into into shadowland so i look forward zista to some fantastic mythic runs with you and, and the crew 
Uh, you know hey, it. if you decide you hate bear, you can always go moonkin. They're going to be beastly. That's They're going to be so Absolutely. versatile. So good. So let's try and, and take a, a little look at this real quick because I, I wanted to point out, and I know this isn't going to mean a lot to a, you know, a more casual player or anything like that, but pretty progressive guild exorcist is actually changing factions because of this expansion. Uh, and one of the primary reasons that they believe that this is being changed is specifically for Shadowlands raids, uh, Castle Nathria, mm -hmm. that's going to have a lot of, well, let's just say bleeding damage uh, throughout <laughs> yeah. it, just a little bit. And so they're switching uh, from Horde to Alliance, particularly leaning towards dwarf uh, characters because of, of Stoneform, uh, to to kind of negate that, and I thought that was really interesting. Like for an entire guild to decide, you know, a progression guild, we're going to do this. So I wanted to ask you: Do you ever take things like that into consideration? Like none of us is in a hardcore world first progression type raid group, but some of us are in more serious raid groups than others. Is that something that like Cat your raid group would sit and take a look at, or is it just you know what? These are our characters. We're Horde. We're Alliance. We'll figure out how to deal with the bleed. So this has been going on for a while. Oh, absolutely. Before yeah, yeah, yeah. Guild changes and faction changes were even easily accomplished. You saw it with the Blood Elf Racial. You see it with the Night Elf Racial Shadow Meld in the Mythic Plus competitive space. Um, there's a reason why half over over half, the overwhelming majority of Mythic Plus competition teams are Alliance. Um I don't have a problem with it if they want to, you know, spend that kind of money and put that kind of, if, if they want to be that dedicated to the game, go for it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if you want to be world first, if you want to compete, you have to find any edge that you can. And this could be a major help to them. Have, have you or any of your raid groups ever done something like this globally <sighs> guild changing? No, I mean, I've changed tanks before. I, I went from Vengeance Demon Hunter to Brewmaster Monk for a time uh, because it was easier to survive through certain encounters in Battle of Dazaralor, but that's like as close as... I've, I've seen people switch off characters, but never entire guilds changing factions and races and things. Zista, you ever, you ever do this? Uh, me personally, no. I switched off of... I was a uh, undead um, when... Cataclysm came out and I switched to Goblin because I liked the racials a little bit better and I kind of wanted to change but it wasn't it wasn't just specifically for one encounter it's just like overall I feel like this I'm just going to do better uh as this class but I wouldn't I, I did it once in the entire history of WoW so like it's not something that I would constantly do but I do remember it was in I believe uh Cataclysm uh, there was that encounter that had bleed, and I'm, I don't remember exactly which one it was off the top of my head right now. But um, I remember our entire guild going back through um, uh, Burning Crusade uh, Karazan to get the trinket off of Morose that stopped yeah. bleeding. Yeah. And our entire and it's like we're an expansion behind doing this kind of stuff to stop the bleed. You know, now it was it was or no, actually it was it was it, it was um, I have this backwards. It it was it was BFA and uh, not BFA uh, Burning Crusade. It was for the Morose encounter. It was the Lufa you just, from Vanilla. You just gotta, oh, yeah, like, start yeah, picking things. Sense, yeah. that, that's exactly what it was because the bleed on the Morose encounter. That's what. Yeah, it was. that was a very popular yeah. thing for people to do back then. Yep. Yeah. So like, I mean, we've done that within the confines of the game, but not not with like real money, you know. So. Yeah. I've never been in, like, I've been in progression rating, but I've never been in, like, world first type progression rating, that mm -hmm. that extra level of stuff like yeah. that. And I just, like, uh, even when I was, like, into, into progression rating, I just like that, like, two tiers removed from this is the most serious thing you've ever done in a video game yeah. uh, guild. I, mean, I, 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 like, I like the occasional guild. troll where the tank sends a healer to their death because they're they're running too yeah. closely and they don't pull, you know. I love stuff like that. And yeah, if Well, I was in a US uh US 8 guild rather in Vanilla. Um and we we had a lot of fun. It wasn't just all seriousness all the time. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun with that, but I think like the most we did is we had a couple people had uh accounts that 
you know, they, they uh, lent out to people. So like, I, I remember when we did the four horsemen for the first time in vanilla, the 40 man raid, uh, I had to switch off my rogue and play a warrior and tank an encounter that I don't ever play a warrior on. And, you know, we did the encounter, we finished it. My first kill was on a character I wasn't on, but the way the chests worked back then was I was able to switch to my rogue and still get the loot on my rogue that I needed. So yeah. it ended up working out yeah. for me, but yeah. Um, I just thought it was like an interesting, interesting change. So, and I also thought it kind of went with what we were talking about here. So let's assume nobody, you, you do the new player or the returning player we're talking about doesn't have a preference, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they don't have a preference on faction or race or class or anything like that. So we'll keep this very general. And I should put uh, a little disclaimer here. We're going to be talking about our recommendations for Shadowlands itself, not necessarily pre-patch. Right. Because things in those two environments are very, very different. <laughs> the way some things are interacting, there are classes at the top of the DPS charts right now that certainly will not be at the, in those same spots once everything is released in Shadowlands. So just put that little disclaimer. We're talking about the expansion itself, not necessarily the pre-patch here. So first question then, do either of you have a recommendation that you give people for faction, or is it just, you know, if you're talking to a friend, I'm Alliance, so come to Alliance. I'm Horde, so come Horde. That's what it is for me. I'm in that same sphere. If there's someone who wants to play the game and I like being around that person and spending time with that person, I will <laughs> recommend that they come and play with me uh, on Horde or Alliance, whichever <laughs> I'm doing that particular expansion. Um, Interesting disclaimer. I... So if you're playing... <laughs> If you know that Kat is playing Alliance and she recommends you play Horde, that says more about your friendship than it says about her recommendation. <laughs> I have always had a lot more fun playing Horde. Um, mm. Personally, I've found the Horde populations that I've connected with to be more supportive overall. But that said, uh, my recommendation to people is always to play whatever looks interesting to you and whatever seems fun. You don't need to be worrying too much about numbers and endgame and success in that endgame from the get-go. You know, you just need to get into the game and get used to it and have a fun time with your friends. Kat, you are slowly um, creeping out of your camera shot. <laughs> you really? <laughs> you like, keep leaning. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Zissa's head is gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah I I just I'm a I'm a major proponent for playing whatever's fun. Screw the 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 numbers and the mechanics and whatever else. If yeah. you like it, go for it. No, if you play horde you're wrong. Um wow. Yeah. I got to wow. and I've, I've, I don't know. Anduin seems like kind of a little bitch after that last <laughs> cinematic. All right. Yeah, I got to give you that. I got to give you that one, but uh, I'm still going to go like I I have characters on both, but I'm going to go alliance for my recommendation. Uh you know. I gotta, I, yeah, gotta I, I gotta be the good guys. Cat is leading horde. I just wanna say that. I don't know. Just for me, I feel like the horde story is always more fleshed out just from a, a story perspective. That, I think that's um, fair. Oh, I think that's fair. The horde yeah. is always just seems more interesting when it comes to the story. Like I I ever since Mr. Pandaria, I've been playing both sides. Um, but before that, like you would never catch me on the Alliance ever. But now <laughs> it's like they learn to tell the story differently on both sides and from playing both sides all the way through to BFA um, and, and going into Shadowlands now, I have max level tunes for both sides. You know, I, I still hated, prefer the Horde story. I hated the Orc faction in Warcraft 2, Warcraft 1. Mm -hmm. Always played Alliance. Played Alliance when I started WoW because I just thought that the Horde, bunch of bad guys, bunch of ugly <laughs> monsters, didn't want anything <laughs> to do with them. Uh, and then I played WoW and getting that fleshed out story was, I was like, very oh, humanized. Monster. Orcs yeah. are actually really cool, and then I've played an orc for years. So well, that's the thing yeah. is, I think just for that that reason that you have right there, they're the monsters, whatever. They're you know you have that whole we have to focus a little more to show yeah. that they're human, so they spend a little more time crafting that. Where it's like you have a faction that's primarily human based, you don't have to show their human side; they're already human. You know, yeah. No, Warcraft you just you Warcraft just too, you just go call Stratholme and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Um. 
All right, so individual classes now. We're going to take this as a tank, a DPS, and a healer. DPS, we're going to put all in one category. So not melee versus caster. We'll just put it all in one category. Uh, recommending a tank for somebody that wants to roll a tank. Be a bear. I'm, what's that? I just said be a bear. I'm sorry. I, yeah, jumped I was going to say, I got to go I gotta go with Druid. I got to go with Druid bear. <laughs> I was so uh, enthusiastic about it. I'm sorry. But, but... There's a strong argument in my heart to be made for Demon Hunter as well, but I think Demon Hunter is going to struggle a little more at the beginning Whoa. of Shadowlands here. I typically look for that person's playstyle, like more of just rec recommending a tank. So if it's someone that has a hard time picking a class to begin with, Druid is the best option because they have four different specs that they could choose from. You know, so Druid is is kind of the go-to option. That's why I think all three of us were just kind of like that, but. You know, if you like side healing and stuff like that, or you want to heal and, and stuff and not always tank, then, you know, Paladin and, you know, like, there, there's, you can't there's a whole sit lot. on the you, fence here, Zista. I, I'm not this on the is, fence. It, this it is, depends on the player. What, That's what not you, being on the fence. You want to lie on Sir Horde? Well, it depends on your play style. What race <laughs> you know what do you want? Well, it depends on your play no, style. No, I already said, I already said it's definitely Horde. I already <laughs> we need a ranged DPS tank. We need a mage tank class. Let's go. I, I've been saying that for years. I want oh, the yeah. Warlock to actually be ranged tank. Oh, Warlock as tank would be so much fun. I mean, of course, growing up with like Classic and, and, and uh, Burning Crusade and stuff, you've had your... Your, what are those shadow blobby dudes called? My mind just blanked. Well, in Grohl's Lair, uh, you have the. I was the just about there. to say that was like I mained yeah. Locke at that time. That was my first, you know, main character that did raiding, okay. and so like Grohl's Lair was like, wait, wait, I have I have something to do. Like I have, yeah, I have a job, not just pew pew pews. I like yeah. have a well, job. Even the, the twin imps back in classic, you know, we had warlock tanks on the the caster one, so. Um, you know, we we kind of had a couple encounters along the way, but I would love to see a dedicated range tank. Yeah. So I would go Druid, but there's a case to be made for Demon Hunter. It's easy to pick up, as Missy points out in chat. But I do think, unless you have a, a, a healer that is, you know, kind of hip to your crazy jive uh, a little bit, that it's going to struggle just a little bit to, to start with. Uh, Kat, we'll go to you. I, I mean, you already said Druid, Druid Bear, right? Yeah, Brewmaster is pretty fun too, though. If you like the whole drunken, uh, drunken fighter thing, I think monks can be pretty neat. Zista, you're going with druid too, just not only for, for tanking but also versatility. Well, me personally, if I was playing, I have to go sword and board. I have to go classic warrior. But like it, like I said, it depends on who you're talking to. Like if I'm trying to recommend something for somebody else, it's gonna be different than what I'm playing, you know. So, uh, but I, I just there's something that I love about the classic sword and board warriors. Just like that, that is my tank if I had to do it. What should I play? Well, it depends on your play style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go with healers next. Kat, we'll start with you since I went first last time. Druid. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Resto Druid. I love being able to bounce around just casting hots on everybody. Um. um. <laughs> I have not actually. I did play Holy Priest for a while, and it was all right. Disc Priest, I've heard, can be fun, but uh, discipline. Um, but I really like Resto Druid. I think it's a blast. Zista. So, um, I I unfortunately also prefer Druid as myself. <laughs> See, just that's why I was laughing, just because I have a problem with any characters that stand still because I'm too all over the place, and Druids are the only ones that can move around and heal very easily. But in terms of like in a raid group setting of like what I prefer are healers, I, I always prefer priests. I think they're a little more versatile with the healing and stuff like that. I Tarkoth just can't stand still enough to do it. Tarkoth in chat is uh, once again shouting out for monks, uh, Mistweaver. <laughs> but it's funny because you look at my account and I think I might have one druid and it's definitely not even max level. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mike Byrne. Welcome to Snowbound, the Druid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all Druids all the time. Druid for life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Druid on the healer, too. Uh, <laughs> DPS. Let's just roll right along here. Demon Hunter. <laughs> um, Breaking it right a, now. You, well, Hunter. you get to start this one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love because, like I said, I have a problem standing still. Demon Hunter, you're backflipping, you're dashing, you're all over the place. Uh, Demon Hunter is way too much fun. I've never played a class in this game 
that is more fun than the Demon Hunter. Uh, and I, I made a rogue, like I said, for like 12 years. Uh, I loved that rogue, and then they changed it. I just did not enjoy the... I think it was the roll the bones where you get a random effect. It just it did not seem fun to me. I, I threw the towel in at that point. Leveled the demon hunter. Have never looked back. It's never even been a consideration to play anything else. Uh, I'm gonna go with shadow priest on the DPS side of things. It, you, if you're totally new, yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve with this one, but I think you're gonna have a blast. They are set up to be. They're, they're already in a ridiculously good place in pre-patch. They're kind of broken in pre-patch, but, uh, but they'll, they'll be tuned down just a little, but I don't think they're going to be tuned down to a detrimental uh, status. So I think you could have a lot of fun with a Shadow Priest, particularly if you're one of those, like, I really want to be pumping out the biggest DPS numbers uh, as, as, a, as much as I can, as often as I can. I think Shadow Priest is probably a good choice for you. Cat. Uh, I was going to say Shadow Priest looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I find they're doing, they are disgusting so in pre-patch. I'm sorry, Zista. I just, I think Havoc Demon Hunter is so boring because you're pushing like two buttons over and over again. And it's just, I mean, I don't maybe know. you're pushing two buttons over and over. I'm not. <laughs> maybe you're just trash, cat. <laughs> I don't um, say that. I mean, it's true. I am. But um, in the menu, there's a skill book. If you click I'll that. You can you pull the other abilities out. <laughs> I also uh, I think Demonology Warlock is gonna have a, a fun time. Um, I personally don't play Warlock, but my husband plays Warlock, and I just love turning around and all of a sudden there's forty demons in my face, and I just think it's hilarious. I, I will say I think Havoc Demon Hunter is very fun in PvP, but I don't like it in dungeons. So I, don't know. I don't know. You mean Zista? I think you're reading Havoc in chat there. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did. Zista. I did. My brain crossed wires there, so sorry about that. But yeah, um, uh, Warlock or Shadow Priest? Embrace All right, so Druid, Druid, and Druid. Okay, next. Yeah. No. I, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good grief. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so we've rolled our character. We've leveled it to 50. We've gotten our abilities. Let's assume that we're kind of savvy and maybe we've looked up a guide or so and, and helped us with our build or a rotation a little bit for, for Shadowlands as a returning player here. That's all well and good. That's going forward. Zista, we'll start with you. Recommendations, knowing that you only have, you know, I've, I see all these YouTube videos. Oh, here's all the stuff to get ready for Shadowlands. And it's like, you know, you max rep with all factions. Are you, are you kidding? What are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's put together a little realistic list, right? It's knowing really that the, the expansion could be three or four weeks away, or it could be a month and a half, two months away-ish, based on what we predicted on last week's show. What are some things that you think, once you hit 50... And you've come out of chromie time. Where should you go to start doing a few things that can actually help prep you in a meaningful way for Shadowlands? <laughs> in a meaningful way, so in a definitely, way. definitely mounts, pets, and achievements. Those are absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Go farm mounts. Very meaningful way. Yep. Pet battles. Mm -hmm. Pet battles is number two on all your pet list. battles all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yep. see, see that green. Forget print about the, on the Pokemon map. DLC that just came out last week. It's about the wild pet battles. Yeah, wild pet battles. Yep. On a serious note. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for me, I don't care about gear so much because I I know that that stuff is getting replaced. Right? We have we have the pre patch event that's coming out that is gonna give us a lot of catch up gear. Yeah, that's gonna so, that's like, gonna be the gear catch up point. Yeah. For so anybody if you're worried about like getting ridiculously your far behind. Yeah, if you're worried about getting your character ready from a gear standpoint, we didn't even get to that part yet. So, like, don't even worry about it. That's why I said, for for me, achievement, achievements, which I call them, achievements, pets, and mounts, those uh, those stay forever. You gotta get like, cape, that's though, the right? Kind of stuff you gotta, I you gotta get your cape. Gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think so. if yeah. if you're gonna target gear, you gotta grab your cloak, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's not as necessary. Well, I guess if you're doing the visions, right? But yeah. it seems like all the rewards for the visions uh, went away. You can't get the the uh, hidden achievement and the title and and mount and stuff anymore for that. You know, but I mean, it's still worth getting the cape. Like, um, cat. What should 
I be, I mean, <laughs> players returning. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? How much story have you missed out oh, on? Oh, no, seriously. I've completed the, like, the main story for BFA and all that stuff. I did that a few months okay. ago before okay. Shadowlands was, you know, even had well, a release date at that point. So I'm not, me, I'm not the, uh, you know, I could do achievements and stuff you. like that. Sure. Let me introduce you to a little thing called Hallow's End. <gasps> I just realized portion. actually yesterday when I was streaming leveling when yeah. uh, when the voice came up of Headless and I was like, oh shit, I didn't do that yet. That's right. I forgot yeah, that was running. So, Hallow's End is going on right now and then there's Day of the Dead this coming weekend. Uh, that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend, I think. Or maybe it's through the 3rd. Either way, there's stuff to do for those two holidays. If you haven't done it yet, there's a lot of fun with Hallow's End, honestly. There's also and, Mounts, uh, Pets, and Achievements. Yes, Mounts, Pets, and Achievements with those with those <laughs> holidays. So if you really are just looking for something fun to do, uh, the holidays are always a good time. I mean, it is so much fun to go and stink bob store wind. It, it's just, it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, Lost all control. <laughs> <laughs> And then Day of the Dead, you get a cool outfit and you get like cool stuff. Um, <laughs> and achievements. Uh, yeah, and achievements. All right, seriously, let's help people get the yeah. Just farm achievements, pets, mounts, and go do the holiday event. The rest of yeah. it, pff, you're you're you fine. really you if you're you've seen the content and you're not curious about any current content, there's nothing to really worry about. If you don't need gear because the new expansion is going to be bringing out new gear, I mean, there's only so much to go out there and do if you've already done the BFA The war story. campaign is definitely one that should be done if not done though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. if you if you've not completed the war campaign, definitely finish that out. Um we also have the 16th anniversary of WoW coming up in just a few weeks. I don't know what that's going to be. What entail. do we think we're they getting? Haven't... What's what's our presence? I don't well, know. Last year going to be like a little letter and and like a tabard or something. I don't know, but cor well, I last year we got a mount. Yeah, it was a mount return. last year. Yeah, I think it was the last year. It was the Deathwing mount, I believe. Yeah, if you did the the uh, historical raid, like time walk kind of thing that they had, you could get yep. the Obsidian Worldbreaker, which was a mini Deathwing. But then there was also Korax Revenge, which was the revisit to Alterac Valley. <gasps> oh, that's right. And if you got enough points and stuff in Korax Revenge, you could get a couple of other mounts uh, one for the Horde, one for the Alliance, another um, Frostwolf, and an upgraded or an updated Goat as well. Yeah. Um, it seems Joker like that says was... we're going to get an in-game mail from them about how the 16th year anniversary gift is delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't um, wouldn't be too far off. But no, for the that was the 15th. So the 15th is kind of a big monumental yeah. number, you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think what the 10th was was that molten core when they redid that. So like, I don't know if yeah. we're necessarily going to get anything crazy like that. I would love mm -hmm. to see another uh, old raid brought up, you know, like. I go through AQ40 again, you know, like have us time walk into that. That would be a lot of fun. Or even the original Naxxramas Max, and just yeah. see how many people not be able to complete it. That would be a lot of fun too. <laughs> Torturing <laughs> yourself with time walk Naxxramas. What a blast. Um, I would That's like to see my favorite back, in the game. I think I think Korok's Revenge was a lot of fun. I think it was great it to was. revisit Alterac Valley and it gave people a lot of incentive to level alts. And... Uh, with the anniversary event, speaking of which, you usually get the experience and reputation buffs. So um, another good time to uh, go back and level. Oh, if you don't have allied races yet, they've made those a lot easier to get. So get those. I actually have Mechagon or Mechanomes now and Kulturans because they removed some of the, ex the reputation achievements. So um, it's worth, worth exploring, worth having. Well, I think the obvious, too, is if you're a new player or a player that hasn't played since Wrath of the Lich King, it's not just the main story to catch up on. You have yeah. all the other expansion stories to catch up on. Yeah. So, what has happened you know, to Sylvanas? You, you can Wrath take one alt, make a brand new alt, and run them each through a separate story. So. Yeah, and by the time you... Hell, you could do it on multiple characters and have yourself a whole slew of level-capped characters ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so so then when the holidays come around, like Hollow's End, you have a lot more characters to go farm those pets, mounts, and achievements. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know. Like I, I thought it was just a typo in the notes when I initially saw cheesements. <laughs> C-H-E-E-S-E-M-I-N-T-S. -E -E cheesements. Mm -hmm. It literally cheesements. says in my damn show notes, I did not type this. Cheesements, pets, and mounts. 
Yep. And I was cheese like, mint. what the hell's a cheese mint? Maybe it's some mage thing I don't know about. Now I just know. left it alone. It's like the the max rank mage table right now is serving cheese mints. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe it's a mage table. I don't know. It's what you put on your pillow when you go to the hotels, you know? Oh, God. The, the cheese mints. <laughs> Uh, coming back players, though, will probably be looking for their add-ons and looking for the updates to said add-ons. And Zista, we got a bit of a change coming on where exactly you're going to get these now. Yep. Yep, we are, we're getting these over on uh, Overwolf. Uh, they, they've been producing some add-ons for a while now. They're not kind of new. Like, uh, I've been using them recently for... Uh, for Hearthstone, and they have an add-on to keep track of your stats in games like Fall Guys, so like they're doing a lot of stuff. It's not just Blizzard games, but uh, it seems like they bought they bought out the rights to get the stuff from Twitch, and if you're familiar with the Twitch client, because I downloaded, the alpha's available right now. Um, I downloaded it off the website. It is the exact same setup as the Twitch client, so if you're used to using that, you're good to go. You really don't have too much to worry about. It's the exact same uh, coding. They got the actual coding, so like you're going to be familiar with it. Cool. Any recommended add-on for somebody returning here, Kat? Total Roleplay 3. Uh, and you can see is. everyone's messed up character profiles. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a role player, so that's very important to me. Um, Deadly Boss Mods, Tom Tom. Uh, the game has added in-game like map pinning, but Tom Tom still gives you your coordinates and an easy way of getting around. So I really recommend Tom Tom, especially since if you go and browse Wowhead for help, a lot of uh, quest guides and achievement guides and pets and mount guides reference Tom Tom and coordinates. So that's a big one for me. Yeah, I actually, um, Joker. That's a good question. Hold, on. I don't mean to interrupt you, Cat, but we we should have oh. we should have covered that. What if, what what would you say as as somebody who actually does RP and not just you know runs around naked and pretends they're RPing? Uh, what what is there a specific class that like caters better than others in your mind? There, I don't know about class, but I've always preferred the bitchy blood elf approach. <laughs> I knew there was a reason um. I liked you. <laughs> A lot of the the blood elves though, the females, they have that resting bitch face. I, I don't know. My my yeah. maid, she's a blood elf, she's got it. I don't know. There's there's one with like a little smile and that's that's about it. Yeah, it's more of a smirk. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of a like a they know something we don't smile. <laughs> All right. So there's some recommendations for you. Is this any uh, add ons that weren't mentioned there? I mean cat kind of the there's one that's kind of new. Um I, I don't know exactly how old it is. I just only found out about it maybe two months ago. It's called All the Things, um, and it's great for hunting down your pets, mounts, and achievements. <laughs> I'm so glad everybody could join us for the final episode of Snowbound today. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's a fantastic add-on. Like all joking aside, it is really good. Like it. It has everything broken down, so it's like Brawler's Guild, for example. Brawler's Guild was just ending with the, the end of pre-patch, right, before pre-patch went live. I went in there, and I'm like, I'm missing a couple like transmog stuff. I'm missing shirts, right? So it gave a list of all the shirts that were in there, uh, all the encounters you had to come across to get said shirts, and it would check them off as you got them and tell you what you had left. So. Do you not log in on free t-shirt day? Um, they're different than the ones on free t-shirt <laughs> I did. I also got in... And all the things helped with free t-shirt day to tell me exactly which ones I was missing from that as well. So. <laughs> Jason Winter, rip snowbound 2020 to 2020. <laughs> okay, Jason, thanks for the support. <laughs> all so right. Should we talk about like Hearthstone? Yeah, like, we're going to talk about Hearthstone. On? And and okay. so here's the thing, though. There's 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 some stuff we're going to talk about. We, we mentioned that they were going to have the reveal on last week's show. So here we are with the reveal. But Kat, I'm going to give you two minutes. You, okay. you have two minutes. I'm just going to cut to Cat. Zista, you and yeah. I will remain silent for two minutes because Cat really wants to talk to you, Hearthstone people, about the Dark Moon Fair so that you get okay. this shit right. Two Go ahead, Cat. Okay, here we go. So it used to be that the Dark Moon Fair hung out outside Thunder Bluff and it was just a couple of tents and it was real shitty. Or Elwyn Forest, Goldshire, if you were Alliance. Uh, but then they moved the Dark Moon Fair to its own island and it got way bigger and way more exciting. And it developed this whole new aesthetic. It wasn't just a couple of vendors and tents anymore. It was like a bunch of carnies and carny rides and games. And there was weird shit going on there. Like there's eyeballs everywhere. 
and uh, some creepy NPCs that would just say some really creepy things. So uh, this fan theory developed around the Dark Moon Fair that really it's just like this front or this agency for the power of the old gods or they're bonded to some sort of old god. And it's never really been proven in the game of World of Warcraft. It's been talked about, it's been hinted at, it's been teased but it has never been fully embraced. And now here comes Hearthstone with this expansion pack that's like, the Dark Moon Fair is this force of evil. Here are the old gods everywhere. We are corrupted. Something. Uh, and it's gotten really, really cool. And uh, I'm really excited about that part of it. Um, I used to kind of hate the Dark Moon Fair and I thought it was really stupid. But when you start hanging out there more and more, it, it just becomes this really fascinating, interesting, dark little corner of Azeroth. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that with, with Hearthstone. So I'll slow down. Thank you very much. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Ready Check Radio. Cat, <laughs> give, give, give it up for Cat there. Yeah. The old gods thing was really bugging Cat pre-show, so I had to make sure to give her give her two minutes there. Alright, so Thank the you. Hearthstone expansion, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Rewind if you need the lesson again. Uh, <laughs> scheduled to launch on the 17th so a couple of weeks here a couple things obviously if you pre-purchase the bundles and stuff you get early access to a couple different pieces of it but generally uh, becoming available on the 17th one of the big items in this besides of course 135 new cards which we'll talk about a new keyword coming with those cards in a second uh, is a totally revamped progression system something that I know Jason Winter has talked about on the free to play cast on mmobomb.com with me uh, something that I generally thought the game needed to was for those that maybe aren't as PvP-centric, something more to do, or at least a feeling of more progression in the system. A lot of the achievements are being added. Uh, achievements? Yeah. Uh, cheese mints. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cheese mints. Yes. Uh, it's, are there pets or mounts? That just, he perked up just, like a dog who heard the word just bacon. Just saying <laughs> cheese mints leaves a disgusting taste in my mouth. Like, like I just picture Altoids flavored like some different cheese. And that, oh. Anyway, a whole new progression system. I know you're generally not like huge Hearthstone people. I did, true to my word, played it again this week uh, and got back mm -hmm. into it a little bit. Granted, not a lot of the expansion stuff there yet, but I did start reacclimating myself to the game a little bit. This new progression system does make me a little happy the whole quest path instead of daily quests they kind of move the gold out of there I'm, I'm i'm generally in favor of a lot of these changes and honestly just i think many of them probably should have been made a long time ago and i absolutely i think they know that <laughs> yeah i know that there's a fresh team like fresh set of eyes on the hearthstone team right now and you can definitely tell that um, something that they had said a long time ago is there never would have been there like they were ending the classes at the uh, original what was it eight that they had and or nine um, and they were not going to add any more and then all of a sudden you know about this time last year they're like demon hunter and I'm like what like I, I was shocked that I figure at some point death knight would have been the first one to go along coincide with what wow had done but you know they they jumped right into demon hunter I was very surprised um but like it's not even that like the battlegrounds that they added which we talked about a little last week the auto chess system a lot of fun something i don't think the other team would have ever gotten around to adding um and now we have the uh the duels the uh the they're kind of like the the pve dungeon runs uh that we're used to from the the solo encounters um and i actually i pre-purchased the the smaller i think it was the 40 dollar bundle for the thing just I wanted to try the duels out. They are a lot of fun, and I will actually be streaming the duels this Sunday on the Ready Check Radio channel. Yeah, and if you don't know what the duels are, like Zista kind of alluded to there, think the PvE dungeon runs that were in the game, except PvP. Uh, and you basically mm -hmm. have the the idea of what's going on there. What Cat? Uh, do you like the idea of like the rewards overall? Achievements are nice, right? Cheese mints I'm are nice. But uh, the reward structure changing pretty much from top to bottom with the addition of the rewards track, gold from daily quests is now moved out of there and put into the rewards track. So maybe you don't feel like 
such a bummer when you didn't do the dailies and you just lost out on that gold previously. Yeah. Those daily quests now pump experience and you move up the rewards track. Think season pass-ish type progression, by the way. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you haven't seen this yet. But don't think too much season pass because we're probably going to end up with one of those pretty soon too. <laughs> now, I mentioned last week Hearthstone's not really my game, but I'm really kind of interested in this new reward system. I feel like you're... Being able to work toward more tangible goals like that is more satisfying to me compared to just doing a daily quest for some gold. Yeah. Um, I mean, even in WoW, a daily quest can get really boring after a while. No. And no matter how much the uh, the competition in Hearthstone changes up or how much you change up your deck, you're still going to be doing like the same kind of objectives. And, and, and so I'm I'm interested in this reward system for sure. The tavern pass um, will be changing. Hero skins, uh, oh, upgradable hero skins. This I thought the, as as stupid as that sounds, like saying that out loud, an upgradable <laughs> hero skin. Yeah. When I saw them, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yes. Great trailer footage. Yeah, Thanks. they've been doing them for a while. Like I had to actually buy one of the bundles uh, to get Deathwing uh, in human form as a warrior. Like I don't typically play warrior, but I was like, that skin is way too cool to pass up. Yep. So you got like, weekly quests now too, Kat. Yay. Three weekly quests. Those can be re-rolled once per day, like the, the daily quest could too. So lots of chances. Like when you watch the interview uh, uh on this, and if you haven't checked this out, there's actually we have an article on MMOBomb.com, the the free-to-play site that I, I work for. Check it out. It has like all the trailers in it, and that's where, you know, I get the information because I work there. And um, <laughs> plug a plug and uh <laughs> anyway the when you watch the trailer they talk about this they wanted this overall sense of you were you were earning more by playing now you were earning more by playing because there was very much a feeling of you were logging in to do certain things and then you were leaving and they wanted this whole revamp with weekly quests tavern pass changes the rewards track all of this stuff the cheese mints the player profile page with their adding they're adding they wanted to feel like you were being rewarded for playing Zista which I actually feel like it's why I got out of Hearthstone I just didn't yep. feel like I was you know okay yeah every three days I'm maybe getting a card I was hoping to get and that was it so all in all I think they're they're great changes great changes uh, 135 cards in this set you should know that they did say the achievements are across all play modes and will be in for future play modes as well there are achievements for things outside of play modes like collecting cards or collecting full sets um, that achievement in particular for uh, dark moon fair will be a little challenging on day one because you need 135 cards to get it and there's only yep. 135 cards in the set mm -hmm. so you'll need them all but when the mini set adds like 35 cards uh, a little bit down the road, that achievement will still be at 135. So it's it very similar to, you know, achievements in WoW getting easier over time. You're going to have that same type of thing uh, going yeah. on here. We do have a new keyword, though, Zista. What the hell is this guy all about? Corrupt. Uh, playing a card that costs more than a corrupt card in your hand gives you the corrupt bonus effect on the card when you do eventually play the card that is corrupt. So it's it's so a in other lot words, a mechanic that could only ever work in a digital card game. Exactly. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, cat, I totally have a corrupt card in my hand that is cost three. Oh yeah, one hundred percent play. Uh, <laughs> I, I hey, cool. Like it's something that you can work around and play with in the digital space that you couldn't do in like a Magic: The Gathering or a Final Fantasy, the trading card game. Yes, that exists. Um, I don't know. I. It, Hmm. It's it's kind of I don't like the idea of wanting to save cards for later in a game that relies a lot on RNG and not so much on high strategy. I'm not saying there isn't strategy Zista, but not high level deck building strategy like plan turn one through turn thirty type plans. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if I like the idea of trying to save things for later in a game that is can be a bit RNG sensitive sometimes. There's definitely a benefit to having something ready. I get it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out is really, I guess, all I'm saying on this one. Yeah, well, um, I'm not 100% sure if this 
does it in this, but there's there's been stuff before where Warlocks have certain cards that send them to the opponent's hand, and it forces the corrupt card into their hand, and then the, like it'll deal damage or something every turn that it's in there, and you have to spend mana to get it out. So I'm kind of under the impression that that's what that's going to do, is it's going to force a card into your opponent's hand where they have to play it to remove the corruption. So you're kind of forcing them to manage their mana in ways that they probably would not have or play cards that they would not have under normal circumstances. Yeah, so. I'm seeing your face and I'm seeing Chad. Let me tell you about our Lord and Savior Final Fantasy trading card game. <laughs> this is a Blizzard podcast, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's absolutely my favorite TCG, and it's literally just called Final Fantasy TCG. So okay. you can see some I thought it had like some. I, yeah, I googled it real quick, and I saw something that there, was like so. Opus Twelve or something. Yeah, oh, Opus yeah. Twelve comes out November sixth. That's the <laughs> okay. that's the booster set. The booster <laughs> sets your... are named Opus One, Opus Two, Opus Three, Opus Four. But I am a little excited for the this. lore of this all because you know, like Nazoth, we first learned about from her. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy has a ton of oh. Hearthstone. Sorry. Go ahead, Zista. My bad. Go ahead. I was just saying, Nazoth, like, we first learned and saw him for the first time in Hearthstone. That wasn't even in World of Warcraft where the old gods were introduced. So the kind of theory the cat was running with uh, at the beginning of this segment seems very plausible, and I'm actually wait, kind of excited for it. Are you forgetting Cthulhu? No, Cthulhu was in WoW. That's what I'm saying. WoW had everything, but oh, Nazoth oh, was okay. the only one that was introduced gotcha. in Hearthstone first. It's it's pretty cool. I know that Hearthstone lore is not like WoW canon, but it's really no, fun to have, see what they do with it. We have Medivh running like hot tub parties and stuff, so it's not exactly I canon. Not that one, go to that hot tub party. That Medivh? one that one bothers me because of my love of Medivh and Karazhan. <laughs> but, I love Medivh. Oh, I love that character. That's such an uh, I love that character. Love that character. All right, so check it out uh, the 17th. Pre-order's up now, and you can okay. get some uh, early access to duels and stuff like that if you do the pre-order. Uh, yep. Let's finish off with some other Blizzard news. We got a little bit of Overwatch news. I just wanted to get kind of your your take on it, you two. Uh, viewership of the 2020 season and the finals in particular, uh, way down. Like, not just dipped a little bit. Mm way down according to this is all according to esports charts uh, and they it should be noted that they did not take into account statistics from chinese streaming platforms because there's a lot of difficulty confirming the the data's legitimacy uh but the other information that was available doesn't doesn't look great doesn't look great the main point of comparison comes from the grand finals match for both seasons the 2020 finals in which the San Francisco Shock defeated the Seoul Dynasty had an average of 46,780 viewers watched, according to esports charts. That's a 61.4% decrease in average viewers from the 2019 Grand wow. Finals between the Shock and the Vancouver Titans, which averaged 121 plus thousand. Peak viewership also fell. 183,000 plus people stopped in at one point during 2020, while 318,000 plus stopped in the stream at one point in 2019. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? COVID. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the switch to YouTube, you know, like I think the switch to YouTube was a big part of it, and and COVID too because the a lot of the streams for the the regular just leagues, not even like the finals and stuff, but just like some of the regular matches. They were happening at really odd hours. They were happening at like four or five in the morning Eastern. And I'm like, I'm awake watching sometimes, but not all the time. I'm on Twitch more than I'm on YouTube. So kind of forget about it when it's there. But for something that's at four or five in the morning, that's not peak time for average people to be able to watch. Yeah, you know, I mean, like COVID and the switch to YouTube definitely factors, obviously. But in comparison to other Activision products, other competitive leagues of theirs, Call of Duty League, really didn't suffer those problems. But they also switched to YouTube. They also had to deal with the whole the whole COVID thing, and not not nearly the impact here. Now, a lot of impact. Mm being speculated on here is that yeah the season the, the the off season the free agency we talked about that last week is going on right now but 
Overwatch 2 being a thing is causing a little bit of waning interest, right? Just kind of waiting well, for Overwatch 2. Awesome. And then you've got Valorant, which is sucking away some pretty notable names in the, yeah. the Overwatch League. You also have Jason, uh, Jason Winter in the chat, who's saying at 5 a.m. is peak time for people in China, which is what really matters. But we, we just established that we had trouble counting their, their numbers. So, you know, moving it to their peak time is definitely affecting the ratings over here. And when we're not able to tally the proper numbers in general, that's, that's going to lead to uh, some big disparaging changes here. So, Kat, do you play uh, Overwatch? I don't play Overwatch, but uh, I mean, I've loosely followed blizzard esports for a fairly long time since the days of like brood war uh i think that blizzard in general is not committing a lot of resources right now to their esports events and that includes marketing promotion um recruitment of good players of exciting players um those personalities that you mentioned that have switched over to valorant Part of that may be just looking for something shiny and new, uh, but because Overwatch has been around for a, a little while now, and, and maybe it's gotten the gameplay's gotten a little stale. I think Blizzard has kind of seen the writing on the wall with their current lineup of products, and I think that the focus is shifting toward Overwatch too, like you said. Um, yeah, I, I think anytime you announce the sequel, then your current live service gonna is gonna take a hit. Uh, a little bit right off the bat um, whether yeah. it's a competitive game or not um, yeah. even the group of friends I play with have kind of petered off I'm like still one of the few people that continually play at this stage and it's a little frustrating because I still really enjoy the game but I think it kind of started dying during the Brigida shield smash meta where you were just constantly stunned all the time and people got really frustrated yeah. and I know that when a lot of big streamers like Tim the Tapman stopped playing but I know he's recently come back and People are starting to come back now, so I don't know. I'm I'm still hoping. These things are always kind of in flux. It does yeah. suck that 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 the population dropped that. Those are big. Sharply, those are though. big viewership numbers. I mean, those it's are huge yeah. drops. You know, mm -hmm. and that's that's season wide and a finals comparison, not just a hey, this the finals didn't do well. Um, I will let you know if you're messing around in experimental mode, you probably want to check out Baptiste. Uh, <laughs> Amplification <laughs> matrix ability has gone from five meters to nine meters, which means basically you can't fucking miss it, even if you tried to fire yeah. through for double damage or double healing. Uh, a lot of concern on this one, just because you can pretty effectively put it in some choke points that, and now it goes from wall to wall. So, uh, who if it comes live? I don't know. A lot of stuff in experimental uh, mode has gone live, so yeah, no reason to think. I'd like to see it because it. It changes the meta a bit. It's because like they'll they'll make it where you know Baptiste so really super overpowered. Everybody flocks to it. So it, by playing Baptiste, that means the healer that pairs with him changes, and then your DPS kind of changes around that, which forces the tanks to change. So it does change up the meta. It's kind of like a force thing to do. Um, and then if it comes too much, they'll nerf it. But then people still kind of realize, oh, Baptiste was really strong, and you know he's still really strong, just not as strong and you know, it allows people to to break out of the traditional meta. So I like when they do mm -hmm. stuff like that. Speaking of the sequel, Cat, we uh, we saw some predictions by Metro, who revealed, you know, predicted the Overwatch two uh, reveal ahead of time, ahead of BlizzCon 2019, and the mm -hmm. arrival of Ash, as well as some other things. Uh, Metro took to Twitter saying, Overwatch 2 release news, rumors of the next Owl season being delayed until April to make sure that they can launch with Overwatch 2, suggest that the expected beta or even full release of the game would be around BlizzCon in February 2021 is very likely. It wouldn't be unheard of for Blizzard to drop a beta or a release right in the middle of BlizzCon, how much do you buy this one, though? I would be kind of surprised if it was anything more than the beta, but um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're if they're if the next uh, owl isn't until April, then um, maybe that lines up. Uh, I could see the beta coming out in February, though. I really think they'll do a beta run. Yeah, I think last week I predicted that they would drop the beta for BlizzCon, digital BlizzCon. Yeah, you did. Yes, you, you said did. it first. You did. 
Credits mm-hmm. to yeah, but you. you don't have the history, but now we're establishing it. So when you right. predict yeah. the next thing, we'll reference episode one and two, the only two episodes in existence of Snowbound. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the only two episodes in existence of me being right on something. Ah, uh, all right. We, we were going to talk about uh, Chris Metzen's new company. We're running a little show, uh, short on time, but Metzen getting back into something uh, he loves, doing some tabletop gaming, founding a new company. Uh, so good luck to him there. I think it's called no- War Chief Gaming. Yeah, I mean, that's been such a dork. I love him. Yeah, I really just, do. Just a little bit. Uh, and more news about people leaving Blizzard. This time, in the case of Dave Cossack, um, previously did lore for World of Warcraft, but has pretty much been relegated to Hearthstone. Uh, now leaving Zista. That's not good. <sighs> Well, I mean, they they seem to have another team going on with Hearthstone right now, and with all the changes that are going on, I I think it's a much better game. I'm not blaming any specific person on there, but you know, on the previous team, but just getting anything with a fresh pair of eyes like always brings new ideas in, and that's always a good thing. Um, before we move off to lore or lies, just wanted to take this moment to remind all of you watching Snowbound, we appreciate your support. Come on over to ReadyCheckRadio.com. Follow all of our socials, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Make sure we just brought our new streamers online today for the first time. So the rest of them will be coming. We'll have one for you after this show. You'll be able to catch one of our streamers as well. So it's not just me on my channel anymore. The rest of the team's coming on live. But I should take this moment to let you know, as part of the Blizzard podcast here, uh, Heroes of the Storm is still a thing. Let's slide over and get started with the Lore or Lies segment. So last week, uh, if you guessed that the Artificer was the inventive stretch in our comments, you'd be correct. Uh, So mortal souls in Shadowlands are judged by the Arbiter, not the Artificer. Uh, That's actually a class in Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons. A really cool class, too. Yeah, so totally made up. There. Like to thank our resident lore master, Lil Missy. You can see her Twitter information right below on the screen. Make sure you're following her. She supplies us with the data for lore or lies. So just as we did last week, all three of us are going to read one statement to you about something World of Warcraft or Blizzard related. Two of us will be telling the absolute 100% truth. And one of us will have a lie in their statement somewhere. Could be somewhere small, like Artificer versus Arbiter. Could be something big where the entire statement is a fabrication. It's your job to find out which is which and put it in the comments below, whether you're on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com. So let's get started here. Here we go. Here's mine. Before we dive too deep into Shadowlands lore, there's a lot of changes happening between the factions. There's no longer a war chief for the Horde during what seems like a tentative peace. Instead, they are now run by council. Sister, you're up. Um, originally, Goel, aka Thrall, was asked to be the war chief again after Sylvanas' betrayal of the Horde. As he believed in the novel's rising, or in the novel Shadows Rising, um, I'm going to butcher this name because I'm really bad at names. So if Madeline I Rue. It, this is not the lie. It's Madeline, Madeline Rue. Rue. Um, wolves grew strong as a pack. Uh, so he urged all 12 factions to serve on a council for the Horde. Finish it up, Kat. All right, here we go. I got all these cool names to read. So those who serve on the Horde Council are Chieftain Garad of the Orcs, Chieftain Bwemba of the Darkspear Trolls, Greyhoof Far Wanderer of the Torin, Interim Leader Kalia Menethil of the Undead Forsaken, Valera Sanguinar of the Blood Elves, Trade Prince Hobart Grapplehammer of the Bilgewater Carteled Goblins, Master Lu Lang of the Hojin Pandaren, Baltois of the Nightborn, High Chieftain Huln High Mountain of the High Mountain Torin, Overlord Kara of the Orgish, Orkish Megar Clans, Kazakus of the Zandalari Empire Trolls, and caravan leader Mira of the Volpira. Can we just go ahead and give Cat a hand on that one? I mean, that was that was a lot of names. One of those three statements has a falsehood in it. 
Now, do we throw a bunch of names at you to throw you off track so we could sneak in an easy one? Or is the devil in the details? That's what Lore Lies is all about. Let us know where you think the falsehood is in the comments below. Now, uh, before we slide over and sign off for the day, we need to uh, check in with our correspondent who will be going live right after the show. Mr. Jason Winter, are you there, sir? I am here. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. We are at the end of Snowbound. I'm about to let the other host go and sign off mm -hmm. here. But you're going to be streaming right after this show. We'll have a few minutes of wrap-up while we shut everything down. The channel will go down for just a second, then you'll be back. What are you playing tonight? I'm going to be playing Crusader Kings 3. Big shock, I know. It's not <laughs> like I've ever played that before. <laughs> but the twist this time is I'm going to let people in chat make most of my decisions for me. Hey, wait, how's that going to work? You're just... They're, they by committee they vote <laughs> yeah basically we're gonna have to do votes every time but like the decision window comes up there's like three choices or whatever i'll say okay, okay chad do you want choice one two or three i'll try to lay them out best i can and they'll have to pick them for me best vote wins this is gonna be a tremendously bad time for you but probably a good time for this stream jason we'll see you live in just a few minutes Again, right. thank you so much for watching the show. Make sure you're following our lore master there at Little Missy. Uh, the Twitter information is right below me. For those of you not uh, watching on YouTube, it's L I L M I S S Y four two zero five on Twitter. And thank you so much for uh, giving us these great stuff for lore lies. Well, Cat Zista, another fun show. Thank you so much for being part of it, Cat. Where can everybody follow you? I'm at cat named Norris on Twitter. Zista. Uh, you can find me eating my cheese mints at uh, it's Zista, I T S X I Z T A. I'm Mike Byrne, and that is a disgusting product. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, on Twitter so you are notified of all the streamers and shows we got going. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you on the servers. What do you have against cheese mints? What kind of cheese are we talking here? Pepper Jack. <laughs>